Welcome to today's episode of the Speak to the Rod podcast with Chuck and Christy. Well, welcome everyone to the Speak to the Rock podcast. We are very, very grateful that you are tuning today and listening to what the Lord has been speaking to us. It's going to be a time of sharing testimonies, our personal story, and we're very, very grateful that you can tune and join us today. And in this first episode, I want to just to share a few things. Why are we doing this podcast? Why are you we doing the things that we're doing? And just, just, uh, Briefly, I can uh, share that, uh, you know, a few months ago, the Lord really spoke to me about this new season for, for this generation. And, you know, I've been in ministry for 23 years now, uh, and there's been many, many experiences that me and my wife, Christy, have had in the past. And, you know, and now that we have children, we have three children, we have a 17-year-old, we have a 15-year-old, and a 13-year-old, and... Uh, Everything has been having a different perspective, and you know we we really have a passion to see young people getting fired for the Lord, and you know we have been ministering to a lot of young people, not only in Mexico and the U.S. but all over the world. And you know, with praying and just you know seeking the Lord for this generation, uh, we felt that this is the time to speak up. This is the time to share. Uh, our stories, our testimonies. This is a time to share what the Lord has been doing to us. And, you know, I was just thinking back and looking back at Scripture, we, we know the generation of Joshua that, you know, enter into the promised land. We can see, you know, how this generation was used by the Lord. We can see this generation, you know, surrounded the walls of Jericho and seeing all these miracles crossing the Jordan River. You know, there was a new generation, the generation that with, uh, stood up with Moses, you know, they died in the wilderness because they didn't believe and they they just, they didn't accomplish that promised land. But then the next generation was able to to accomplish that and to take back the land and just possess the land that the Lord promised to them. But then when you go to the book of Judges in the first chapters, you can start reading that then there was another generation after Joshua that didn't have the same miracles. They didn't know their stories. They didn't know the testimonies. And the, what that caused is that that generation is start, is, they start going away from the Lord. And, you know, we, we, we cannot see that. We can see that happening. We have a generation right now that it's, it's in a very crucial time in history. It's, it's, I think we have an opportunity that we need to share those stories. We need to share what the Lord has been doing to us and what he wants to do to them in order for them to take the baton and keep running the race that the Lord has put ahead of us. I think we had that opportunity, and this podcast has been uh, it has been birthed out of that. It's a passion to see a new generation uh, hearing stories, testimonies, how we have encounters with the Lord, how we have a life of faith. You know, next month is going to be our 20th wedding anniversary and you know there's so many stories and miracles that we're going to be sharing in the next episodes but i wanted to share in this first one you know a little bit of the background where we 
you know, saying the things we're saying and the heart behind this, you know, we're just hearing of a new move of God that is happening in the Midwest and that is very, very encouraging to us because we know the move of God that is happening and it's going to increase, it's going to um, touch many colleges, university, high schools, and and that's really our passion. We want to see a new generation raising up for the Lord. Um, you know, wherever we travel, we see that we are in that time of shifting from one generation to the other. And there's some things that I think we can share and we can learn from, from the Bible and from our testimonies and from other people that have, have been, you know, sharing to us. Uh, how can we have that transition? And, you know, that word transition is a word that a lot of people are afraid of. You know, transition sounds scary for a lot of people because we don't like change. We, we like to be, you know, comfortable. We like to be in a comfort zone. But a lot of times through history, we can see the Lord is transitioning into another thing. And he's moving in different ways. You know, I was, I've been uh, studying and reading and praying about the life of Elijah and how Elijah you know, you go back uh, to his uh, story, you can hear in First First Kings and uh, chapter 17, 18, and 19. And when you when you see the, the life of Elijah, you see a life of miracles, a life, a lot of things happening, just, just you know, thinking about some of those miracles and, you know, confrontation uh, with the evil forces. I think that's kind of like where we are right now. We have an, a really strong battle, real spiritual battle for our kids, for our children, for our lives. You know, there's a really big war against morality, against family values. There's there's a lot of things happening in the world more than ever. I think it's more on the open now than it used to be years ago. You know, like I said, we've been in ministry over 20 years and, you know, we have our battles, but we can see this next generation, the new generation uh, it's having a kind of different battles because you know everything is on social media, everything it's on the open. You know, it's really hard to hide something. Everybody's you know sharing a lot of stuff about their personal life, and when you see all those things happening, you know that open up a door to share a lot about things that in the past were like secret things, and now they're in the open. And you know, we can talk about you know sexuality. We can talk about a lot of things that people are sharing in the open, and a lot of those things are against the values of the Bible. A lot, a lot of, against the values that the God and the Lord established on His Word. So. We're in the same battle. And Elijah, you know, came to this, the mountain and he started, you know, confronting the prophets of Baal and all these back and forth. And a lot of these, these people, they were saying, you know, they, they really believe they were worshiping their true God. You know, they were really worshiping, you know, when you see that confrontation going on, you can see Elijah saying, you know, Jehovah is the true God. And, and they were arguing with him. And finally, you know, there's, this this battle and he said you know the 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 god that responds with fire is the true god and these people and these prophets of baal they're starting you know crying out they were hurting their own bodies it's amazing when you read about it and they did all those kind of things but there was no response and this is really what is happening to our to the generation right now you know they're they're putting their faith they're putting their lives into a lot of different things and they're becoming idols but when they are going through difficulties and they're going through a hard time when they're crying out for help there's really not response and you know the supernatural thing that happened to Elijah is right after this you know he's kind of mocking them he's kind of laughing at them but then when he starts praying, it says the Lord 
responded with fire. And this this offering, this altar was consumed by fire. Even when there was water, it was consumed. It was a really, really uh, supernatural encounter with God, and it was on the fire. And I think that we, through history, we can see the Lord responding like that, and it's been like amazing to see that. And you know, but then the next chapter, you can see. Elijah struggling a little bit because, you know, in this case, Jezebel, which is the queen, and she was in charge of all this happening, uh, she sends a messenger to Elijah, and the messenger was very clear with him. He said, you keep going the way you're going, you're going to die. We're going to kill you. And you know what? That messenger was a messenger of fear. It was a messenger of intimidation. And it's amazing how Elijah, you know, being a man of God, he was. I mean, you can read it in a few verses before he's calling out for fire. He's doing all these miracles. And then suddenly everything changes. And now he's depressed. He's running for his life. He's trying to hide. And then he starts crying out to the Lord, you know, basically take me because I can't go anywhere. I'm the only one left. And he started going through these, I will say, steps of depression and sadness. You know, and at one point he's saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm done. But then... The Lord, in His mercy, He, you know, He starts ministering to Elijah. You know, He sent His angels to to minister to him, and you know, you can you can read it, and you can uh, see how he goes to a deep sleep, and on the, in his sleep, you know, he wakes up, and and there's some food there. It was not a natural food; it's a supernatural food from heaven, and he starts eating, and the Lord, I mean, He's very clear with him. What are you doing here? And you know, I think that's a call for our generation. Um, you are over 40, 38, I will say. I think that's what the Lord is calling us to do. And he's speaking to us. What are you doing now? Because I think that's going to be what is going to wake us up. A lot of us that are being, you know, Christians for, let's say, more than 20 years. Probably now you are, you have children. You probably have teenagers. And I think this is a very crucial time, not only for you and me, but for them. What are we going to stand in the gap for them? What are we doing here? And, and and then the Lord says, you know, wake up. You have a long way to go. And I think that word, it's really what spoke to us. And our, I think, and I'm hoping this is going to speak to you as well. You have a long way to go. The Lord is not done with you. A lot of times we believe, we feel that we pay our dues. We serve the Lord. Maybe we went through bad experiences and sour experiences. And I'm going to be honest with you. We might share some of that in this podcast. You know, we've been through difficult times as well. But I want to share this. I want to say this. You know, on top of all that, you know, the Lord is saying there's a long way to go. And I, I really get encouraged to read those lines because the next thing that happens, I think it was a momentum in Elijah's life when he was transitioned. And I, I, I started saying we had to be transitioned. And there was a shift in his mindset, you know, the Lord said in his word, you know, there's, you have an old wine skin and you want to pour out the new, the new wine. You need to have a new wine skin because you pour out new wine in an old wine skin. They're going to be, you know, there, there's no use for it actually. And so you need to have a new wine skin mindset. And what God is doing with Elijah in these verses in 1 Kings 19 is he's really changing his mindset. You know, you can hear him at the beginning of the chapter saying, I'm the only one left. And a few verses later, the Lord say, 
wait a second, I have, you know, a remnant of people that are being faithful and they're calling out to me. So, you know, we have to get out of that mentality of we are the only ones or the last ones. No, there's an army of people. And I can, I'm a witness of that traveling to Europe, to different parts, parts of the United States. There's some, there's a remnant of people crying out to the Lord. And, and the Lord starts transitioning Elijah, you know, he, he starts, you know, you know, first of all, he's encouraging him. And I think that's the point. I think the first thing that he does is, you know, he's encouraging Elijah. Elijah, you're not done. You know, move on. We have to move on. Get up. Second thing, he starts sending his angels to minister to him and bringing that food from heaven. And I think that's the word of God. I think we are in a time and a season when we need to hear from the Lord. Because when you hear from God, the Bible says that hearing the word of God is going to cause for you to have faith and believe. And some of you have some words that the Lord has been giving you and they're probably on store right now. You probably put them in a garage or in storage. You may maybe write them down or maybe you put them on their Bible. Maybe they're dusty. But I just want to encourage you and remind you of those words because there's a lot of promises and words that the Lord has been giving us that they're about to be fulfilled in this season. And some of them are for this season and for this time. Maybe you are like, you know, never mind, I'm not that young, whatever. But I'm telling you, this is the time to get up, wake up, and get a hold of those words because those words are the ones that are going to keep you alive and they're going to keep your faith strong during the season we're going to be entering. You know, when you read the news, when you watch the internet, the world is chaotic. There's a lot of things happening. So is the word of God really what is going to strengthen you and encouraging you? So Elijah gets fed and it's a supernatural because, you know, after he eats this bread, he can, he's able to walk for 40 days and for 40 nights until he gets to this place and he gets into a personal encounter with the Lord. And I, I think this is where we're heading. We're heading as parents, as adults. We have to have this encounter. I know a lot of us, we have an encounter when we were young. And maybe you have encounters with God through your life. But I think this time, this is the time to have a, new, a fresh encounter with the Lord. This is the time to come and seek the Lord with everything we have. There's a lot in the line. There's a fight, a battle, not only for our lives, but there's a battle for our families, for our children, for our grandchildren. So it's our responsibility to wake up and seek the Lord with everything we have. And then what happens next is amazing. He goes into the cave and the first thing that happens, there's an earthquake and it says that the Lord was in the earthquake and a lot of us maybe we have a move of God in our lives when there was noise what there was like an earthquake there's a lot of things happening but in this time he was not there second thing that happens they say there's a fair a fire and you know when we read a few verses before you know the Lord was in the fire but this time the Lord is not on the fire it says that then there's a subtle whisper and when Elijah heard the whisper he said that he covered his face because he recognized God's presence. And I think and believe, and God's been speaking to us the last few months, that this is going to be the subtle whisper move of God. It's not going to be maybe a lot of noise, but it's going to be really deep and really profound and very supernatural in the lives of young people. And you know, hearing the reports, what is happening around the country right now here in the United States, we can be a witness that God is, you know, it might be not 
the noise that we used to, maybe not the, the big shots we're used to, a lot of the things that we're used to, but it's a different move of God. But it's the Lord, and He's going deep. And one thing that I can, I, I'm a witness is, when you are born in the fire, you will never be satisfied with the ashes. You know, it doesn't matter if it's an earthquake, or if it's a fire, or if it's a whistle, that or a whisper. What it is important, it is that the Lord's presence is there. And Elijah was able to recognize God's presence without the noise. And the question and the challenge I want to give you today is, can you recognize his presence even what it doesn't look like, what happened to you, what happened to me? Because that's going to be crucial and a key for what God wants to do. He wants to do something new. As Isaiah 43, he says, I'm about to do a new thing and I'm doing a new thing. Will you not know it? Once again, I will open up rivers on the wilderness, a stream on the wilderness. And I think God is calling us to be sensitive and to open our spiritual eyes and spiritual ears to recognize that he's moving right now. So the question is, are you going to participate? Are you going to be part of it? Because the truth is, God is calling us to be part of it. This is for anyone who is hungry. This is for anyone who is thirsty. It is for anyone that comes in, in their faces, in their knees and say, Lord, I need it. I need to be revived. You know, the last few days, the Lord has been speaking a lot to us. And one of the things that I, I had to be very honest with you, you know, the, the first thing you need to receive a revival is to recognize you don't have it. Because the, the word revival, that's what it means, to revive something that it's almost dead. And, you know, if we are honest with ourselves, you know, and I want to I wanna ask you, like, I asked this myself the last few weeks, and I say, you know, how how is, how is my passion for God now? How is my passion for the Lord now? Does it look like something when, when I first met the Lord, I'll be honest with you, I, first, I met the Lord in northern Mexico, and it was during a move of God. You know, I was just thinking about that the last few days. We have people going, coming out from the streets. We have buses going to the streets of Juarez in Mexico, and they will come to meetings on the evenings, and, and the power of God was so, so strong. People were receiving healing, deliverance. It was amazing. It was I, I got I got saved during a move of God. I remember my first miracle was going to a marketplace, and I was by myself, and I just started preaching, and I, I can, I mean, I can still remember like it was yesterday. I just started preaching and, you know, I didn't know how to preach. I didn't know what to say, but I started yelling and saying, you know, Jesus loves you. And there was this this old lady on the distance. And I remember I call it out and I say, lady, she had a, uh, she was uh, limping. She got like one of those canes and she was just limping. And I said, do you believe God is going to heal you? And I say, you believe that come to this place and he's going to heal you. And, and there she comes. She starts walking. I didn't know how to pray, but I remember I just started praying and the Lord, the Lord healed this lady. You know, and that's how I, that's my first experiences with the Lord. I have really strong encounters with the Lord. And it was during a season of a move of God. And I can be easily trapped and I can be easily be disappointed if what is happening now doesn't look like what happened back then. But I'm going to be very honest. What was my passion back then? What is my passion, right? And I'm not talking about feelings. But the Bible says in Revelation, you know, when he's calling out the different churches, some of the churches, they were still doing a lot of good things. But some of them, they lost 
their passion for the Lord. And that's one of the things that I got to confess. And I can do this on my first episode, you know. I had to confess. And I a couple of weeks ago, I was like praying and I was in the car and I was just crying. I said, Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry. I really need to be reunited. I really need to be revived. And, and, and I'm not saying these things because, you know, they're real, they're personal. You know, we all have to be revived first. We cannot pray for revival for somebody else if we don't receive it first. We cannot give what we don't have. So this season is a season to be revived. This is a, a season to be reignited and set a place for the Lord, to be passionate about those things that we were passionate before. You know, I can ask you and I can think about those things that are passionate. You know, how passionate are you for, for outreach and evangelizing people in the street? How passionate? When I got saved, like I said, I was passionate for that. I will go to the streets. I will preach to anybody. I did not any shame. I didn't have any, you know, excuses. But, you know, when you get older you get in church you started getting a little bit of professional and all those things but i just want to encourage you because what what happens with elijah is when he recognizes god's presence the next verse he says the lord spoke to him and he said now you gotta anoint the next generation and that's right there is when the lord commands elijah to go and anoint elijah and the king and the and this and the priest and and he literally say what one of them cannot accomplish the second one will accomplish and whatever the second one doesn't accomplish the other one will accomplish and they will get rid of jezebel so that is really encouraging for me because i believe this is the time to anoint the next generation but the first thing first you got to start with us so I want to encourage you in this first episode, whatever you are, whatever the circumstance where you are, seek the Lord and be open. You know, it can be fire. It can be an earthquake. It can be a whisper. Doesn't really matter. What we need is his presence more than ever. You know, just I'm going to finish this and wrap this uh, on Sunday at church here in Tyler. Um, just, you know, I was doing worship the I was just, the Lord, I think, brought the impression about Ezekiel 47 when, you know, the prophet sees the river coming out of the temple. And, the, you know, there's a start. And a lot of times starts starts are small, but, you know, it's, there's an increase on that. And then, you know, the water came to his uh, um, ankles. And then the, 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 the prophet or the angel in this case measure, and he say the water now is in his uh, knees and then his waist. And finally, there was a river that, there was you know deep river and i believe the lord is asking us you know maybe you are in a season in, of a spiritual life that you maybe are going through a wilderness through a drought in your spiritual life and maybe you feel that the water is on your maybe your ankles well the lord is calling you to go deeper it might be on your knees and maybe you're on your knees and you're experiencing God in one way or the other. Well, God is calling you to go deeper so the water can be in your ways. And maybe you're in your ways. Maybe you are like doing things for the Lord and maybe you're having experiences with the Lord. Well, now is the time to deep and, and go deeper with Him. You know, doesn't matter really where you are right now. You can always go deeper. So be encouraged, be open, and be uh, really, really um, ready because this is the time that God is going to move in a new way.